All right, good evening. It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right, good evening. Taylor, you there? Or Taz, you there? You got me loud and clear? I got you, brother. I got you. So uh, we're waiting for Mr. Creighton to show up whenever he's done dashing doors. And But uh, we got, I haven't heard back from Spencer yet, so Spencer Jericho, so I'm hoping that he calls in. But if he doesn't, then that means just we have extra time for our uh, last guest. Plus, NASCAR has, uh, well, they've done, made me angry. But they don't really care about me. I want to get your thoughts on no race at Eldoro. I know that we have Knoxville and we have we have uh, Bristol, but I'm curious to know your thoughts of them taking it out of Eldoro and uh, moving it to Knoxville. Um, I guess from what I've heard and gathered, um, Eldora kind of decided to um pull the plug i guess but bad way um they're just kind of i guess going in a different direction being that now they have srx i believe right. that's the reason why they backed out um because srx announced um i think it was earlier this week or last week um their first track which we've known it was coming and it was all over Eldora Speedway's um, social media accounts, but it's SRX official um, that Eldora um, will be on will be one track on their schedule confirmed a hundred percent. And we all and speaking of SRX, they do have their schedule with. CBS finalized, so now we're just waiting on where what other tracks they have lined up. Um, we still don't know all 12 of their drivers. We know most, not all. Um, but I think that's the reason why um, Eldora left um, the NASCAR world, because of the SRX reason. Um, they don't think it was because Kevin didn't make the playoffs. Or the final four. I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Well, you know, because Chris is in here, I got to start some conspiracy theories. Because <laughs> no, I'm sure that's what he would be saying. But hey, before I forget, who were we talking about last week? Um, towards the end of the towards the end of the show. Do you remember? Um, does it start with John and Ennen Schneider? Yes, ma'am. I mean, sir. See, I forget wow. what you look like now. I forgot because you shaved your beard off that you're actually, you know. <laughs> well, guys, I, I got to say this. When I first met Taz, I don't know, six, eight months ago, whatever it was, his beard was probably down to his shirt line. And then about a month ago, he decided, and I don't even know why you decided, uh, but he decided that he was going to take it off. He kept well, the clothes on, but took, took the beard off, and he posted well, it on social media, and dang near scared all of us to death. 
I thought I was going to have to go back to Ellis's cardiac unit for a second. <laughs> well, the beard had to be trimmed because uh, I, I think the week I trimmed it off, I was getting ready for Haunted House to work for. And uh, wearing a mask for four hours, a full-on face mask, um, can kind of be irritating with a full beard. Oh, so it's kind of like being married. I got it. Um <laughs> I've you gotta make sacrifices low. to you gotta make sacrifices to make Halloween work. Absolutely, absolutely. And your Halloween costume was uh was phenomenal. If you're not sure <laughs> who he was, we'll post a picture of him on the race chat live page. But yes. So last <laughs> Thursday night I sat last Thursday night after we got a, actually while we were on the air, I think I was doing it. I had uh went to John Snyder's website and sent an inquiry via email. Not thinking that I would get a response back that quick. So apparently his his marketing team, well, they're in Dallas. So that was 10 o'clock. That was 9 o'clock their time. They sent me an email. lady sent me an email back, and she said, I'll have, I forget the gentleman's name, get in touch with you tomorrow. So he sent me an email Friday morning and said, I'd love to talk to you about it. I think it's awesome. He says, "Will call me a little bit before eleven, uh, be a little bit before noon, late morning, my time." So now I'm trying to think. You're an hour behind us, so a little before noon would be twelve fifty-five our time. So I called him about eleven thirty because I'm not really good at math. We played phone tag for about an hour. He called me back, and we set up the interview for uh, December. Let me tell tell you one second. December tenth, and we're unfortunately I have an email into him. We have I have to move it because of my new work schedule. Um, I'm going to move it to either the seventh or the fourteenth. Of December, and then that will be the last show of twenty twenty. However, and the reason that we reached out to him, if you didn't listen to last week's show, first off, shame on you. Second of all, because he and his wife race dirt cars, and he has a uh, he has his dirt car is formulated off of the General Lee. So we have set. The interview for December 10th, or yeah, December 10th, we're going to move it to either the 7th or the 14th, uh, provided uh, he can do that. But he's also got a new movie coming out called Stand On It, and he'll tell us more about it. But the guy that plays the sheriff, and I can't remember the sheriff's name in the original Smokey and the Bandit movie, I know who it was but I can't think of the character's name. But the guy that plays the sheriff in this one, you'll know who he is, Taz. He is Tyrus from uh, WWE and and Impact Wrestling. So that's going to be, I'm I'm going to be sure to ask him about that. And uh, I'm sure Chris will have a bunch of questions as far as, you know, Bo and Luke Duke and, and all that fun stuff. But he's definitely looking forward sure, to it. I'm gonna have to make sure uh, 
I got uh, a couple of family members who are big uh, Dukes of Hazard fans. Yeah, well, we're gonna uh, promote it. We're that. gonna promote it real heavy. We're gonna promote it real <laughs> heavy because I, I want a lot of people listening in on it. Um, it's gonna be a good interview. The movie is called Stand on It, and I believe it's going right to Netflix. I believe that's what I read. But it looks like it's a it looks like it's a good movie. We're gonna talk about his racing career. We're gonna uh, what made him get into racing, obviously, running the and how many of the original General Lees. He actually, he actually owns. I know he owns at least one. Um, he owns multiple. Curious. I want one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm going to actually post a teaser of the movie uh, on the Race Chat Live page now for people to check out. But it's going to be. Jackie Gleason was the original, was uh, the sheriff. Buford T. Justice. I knew it was something with justice. I knew it was something with justice. But, uh, yeah, Jackie Gleason played. Uh, and if you, and you're, pro, you're a little too young, but he was on The Honeymooners, and his famous line on The Honeymooners was, To the moon, Alice, to the moon. I've heard of it, but I don't think I've watched it. Well, now you need to watch it. <laughs> it'll make you feel better about yourself. Let's just put it this way. If they showed if they showed that stuff on TV now, it would never make a series. Right. It doesn't have all the sex and swearing and it wasn't politically correct. Oof. It was very for With its how time. Politics are nowadays. Well, yeah, uh, it was it was very risque for its time, like Sanford and Son and All in the Family. That was the one with Carol O'Connor. And uh, but we're looking for. I know I'm looking forward to John Schneider's interview. I'm just shocked. You know, he said, "Yeah." He goes, "We'd love to do it." He goes, "And we can promote the new movie." He says, "We'll promote it on our website and and we'll promote it via Twitter and our all of our social media accounts." So. <laughs> You know, I welcome people to. Uh, I created the event on Facebook on the Race Chat Live Facebook page. You can post your questions in the event. We'll get to them as we'll get to as many as possible. We'll have our own questions. Honest to God, we have them for about a half an hour, or until they decide that they're done. Up to two hours. Um, but he said, "Well, how long would you like to do the interview?" I said. Well, you know what? We'll let John decide that. If he wants to go on for an hour talking about the movie, we're all for it. You know, let's let's help him promote the movie and get it out. So it'll be uh, it'll be. I'm excited for the interview earlier this year. We interviewed, and I think that was one of the first shows that that uh, you actually tuned in and listened to intently was the Alan Bestwick interview. And that was that was another one. I did it over Facebook, and and Mr. Bestwick got right back to me and said, "Absolutely, we'd love. I'd love to do it. You just tell me when, and we'll get it done." So that's something to look forward to. December. Right now, it's scheduled for the tenth. We're probably going to move it to uh, the seventh or the fourteenth. I have an email into them now, 
So we'll have to see what uh, we'll have to see what they say as far as that is concerned. So we got coming up in a couple of minutes. Let's see. Uh, somebody's supposed to be calling in. I'm trying to figure out who. Chris, is, Chris will be on in a few. He just got home. Yeah. Yeah, he was out dashing doors. Um, let's see. Oh, we got some next-gen oh, yeah, news, too. Yeah, we got some next-gen news. We've seen the car. Um, it did fairly decent from what I can see um, on the Roval, but not so much on the Oval. They did do Oval do testing, and they did go two cars at once, at one point. Mm-hmm. They did um, say that the, the one thing that's nice about this car compared to previous versions is the manufacturers really had a hand in in this car. Um, back back probably ten fifteen years ago, you could wreck a car, go go back to take it back to the shop, cut a piece out, put another piece in and play with the dimensions to where it would help you. Well, NASCAR got wise to that, and they just said, nope, we're going to measure your car in 80,000 different dimensions now, and here's what they are. Well, that's exactly what they did. Now, with the the new next-gen car, or as John Roberts called it the other day, the Generation X car, I don't know. He must have had WWE on his mind. Um, On Monday, probably. Yeah, probably, because he was probably watching Raw. And, uh, or getting, or no, it was Tuesday. So he was probably, he was, he was probably watching Raw. And he, you know, was thinking about Shawn Michaels and Triple H. But he said the nice thing with this is, now the parts are interchangeable. You can take it back. You can you can just piece the nose on. You can piece the rear on. The other nice thing about this car is that it actually looks. We go to Fusillos and we buy a car. And we'll give Fusillos a shout out here. Uh, you and I both bought car. Well, your mom bought a car there and, and I bought a couple of cars there. Um, you go and look at a Dodge, even though Dodge isn't running in NASCAR. Or you go to their Chevy store, you see the Camaro. That's the Camaro that you're going to see on the racetrack. Same similarities. Not like it is now. You really can't tell it's a Camaro. Except for the front. Except for the front. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while before we get it back out on before it gets out on the track. It's gonna be I think they said twenty twenty two, and there's a new motor that they they tried as well. The so, next test they have planned is for December fifteenth and sixteenth at Daytona. They have not announced who's gonna be driving it right now, and they're looking at um. Only single car runs, um, and they're going to start to tune in the drag and power levels um, that are going to that they're looking to uh, meet the speeds that they want to run there. Um, there's a tire test plan with Goodyear. Um, 
So they're gonna they're looking at um looking at having um a number of tests in twenty twenty one um to work with that as well. That's that's phenomenal. And they'll get this car dialed in. Um a lot of the guys were saying that it didn't roll through the center. The rack and pinion steering made it difficult to handle the bumps because the car has to set down afterward. It set down a little harder than uh, the current vehicle, the current car they're using. So, you know, it'll take them some. It'll it'll take them some time to to figure out the bugs and and get with the program, but it'll definitely be good. Let's see if, let's see if, uh, Chris is ready to come on. I got to look in the studio. Yes, he is, uh, 844. Who is that? Tom is in the queue, he says. All right. Mr. Farron, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How about yourself? You know what? We're above ground. It's a good day. Yeah, you said that the last time, so I was looking forward to making sure you're still above ground this time. <laughs> well, you know, 2020 has been a pretty sucky year for this guy. Yeah, so, well, hey, you, you know, made it this far. Why don't you keep going? That's right. You know what? Oh. And I haven't had either one of them, though, come back. I haven't had anybody come back from either place and tell me that it's bad there either. So, And if they do, I think I'm running. <laughs> I think I think I'm running and I'm going to leave everything behind me. So you and I were talking a few weeks ago. You know the other cohort on the other end of the line. That long yeah, I know that troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, he's not yeah. much trouble. And since he shaved his face, it's even ten times worse. Um, well, you know, you know, I saw him just the other day, and I can't wait to see him do his turn four dance again without the beard. That <laughs> is, yeah, but will it be so. as entertaining? I think it will be. Uh, as a matter of no, fact, we'll have Taz, I think Taz is actually probably going to hit the tower a couple times this coming year because um, we got uh, we have a new uh, we got a new system coming into place here uh, at Absolutely. CCRP. Absolutely, we're going to talk about that. And you have a new series that you want to announce for the track. Is that correct? Well, not just for the track. Um, it's a new series. It's uh, the Cobra Tire Series. Um, it's going to be, I was just talking to Jim, uh, uh, Brown at Poughkeepsie, uh, and, um, uh, we're going to, we're thinking about making an asphalt slash dirt series for the tires. So that would be a little bit of a little bit of fun to be honest with you. Um, getting a couple of the other tracks in the area to, to come on board with the Cobra tire. Uh, there's a few that I can go to, but. Um, like Dodge is a burst track, uh, Trot is a burst track, the Valley is a burst track. They're not going to welcome in a new, new series like the Cobra Tire series. So um, I have to, uh, I have to do my work this year. Paradise will welcome us. I'm sure Bill Goods will definitely welcome us there. So well, that's, Cam, uh, that's the good news as far as the series Stewart? goes. When, what? What uh, questions for you, for Mr. Barron, do you have? And, oh, listen, if ever Tom's grandson has the phone, it's really <laughs> unsure what button he's going to hit. So if 
if you're if if you get a video conference call from Tom, it's pretty sure that he didn't do it. If the yeah, it's the jet. Head. It's the jet. <laughs> the jet did it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what happened to us that day. So. Oh, he, ahead, he, he gave me a conference call. He gave me a chat room. He did a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't know. I didn't know. I have anything. But I I didn't even know you could do that on my phone. So. My recommendation is if you want to know your iPhone really good, hand it to a toddler. Absolutely. <laughs> And if you don't have any, we'll rent you one. Because <laughs> they have a return <laughs> policy. You just hand them back. <laughs> All right. So what else do you have going on this year, at, uh, this coming year, I should say, at Kuroga? Well, at Kuroga, um, I'm sure everybody knows that we're going to work around whatever whatever roadblocks are put in our place. We're going to work around them. My, my team works really good at that. Uh, from my turn four flagger all the way up to the girl takes some money at the gate. We're always thinking. We're always trying to figure out a way to uh, to overcome whatever obstacle might be placed in front of us. Um, and uh, this year, I think that um, given the way things are going, I think for <laughs> I'm inclined to think that we're going to have another COVID year, uh, the way that, you know, things have been going. Um, so I'm preparing to run two nights a week um, to split up the uh, the pits so we don't have a lot of congestion. And if I, if I had to run seven nights a week in order and run one class at a time, it's going to happen. We're going to be racing this year. I Come heck or high water, we're going to be racing. So um, slingshots. Uh, this uh, the word really should get out to the slingshots. Cousins Restorations uh, is uh, coming on board to uh, guarantee a two hundred dollar purse every weekend. Uh, slingshots are probably going to run on every Friday night. Uh, we're going to make room. I talked to Lyle uh, Devore, and uh, he's going to be running slingshots on some Fridays at Valley, or I shouldn't commit for him. Uh, we had. I had heard rumor that he may, and I, I I told Lyle that I would definitely make room for that in my schedule. So whenever they want to do whatever they're doing, they're going to let me know, and I'm not going to run on those Fridays to, to uh, you know, conflict. Because um, the class, the slingshot class itself, really needs a good solid base, and it needs the tracks to work together doing that. But at Corona, right. since they're going to be kind of like my headliner class for that Friday, they're going to get $200 purse guaranteed uh, by uh, Cousins Restoration. And uh, they've, they've stepped up quite a bit this year. Uh, the, the point, uh, the high points are at the end of the year is uh, guaranteed $1,000 for the championship at Broga for the slingshots. Very, very cool. Now, how does that $200 purse, I mean, I don't know if you want to go into this yet, but I'm curious to know, how does that $200 purse pay out? Is it 200 for the, the win- winner and the, then? Yeah, the winner gets 200 bucks guaranteed. Ah. And uh, what the is field it, what itself, is the... Uh, the field itself is it's just like my other payouts like I've done all year long was uh, all, all last year, I, if I had a $100 to win class, it didn't matter how many people showed up. It was 100 bucks. It could have been one person that showed up. 
they just bought a they just bought a really good lottery ticket because they're walking out with a hundred bucks. Um, right. And I followed through on that, and I think everybody that was up there saw that it was followed through on. I didn't get to play on that that I thought I would, but my pits were pretty full. I didn't want to I didn't want to draw much attention to uh, the the amount of entries we had or anything this past year. Um, because I mean, let's keep a low profile. But I was very happy with the amount of entries and a lot of, uh, and very happy with the traffic through the gate. Um, it helped us out quite a bit. Uh, our expenses were a little bit higher this year because of the COVID stuff and just and making sure that I had extra staff to, uh, you know, test and uh, not test, but uh, you know, uh, what do they call that? They take the temperature, write down the names, tracking, and all that stuff. Um, that just uh let's not go into that um it was just an added expense and you know all of that comes out of the the bottom line for the track which is not a complaint out of me the track broke even this year i was happy and i didn't spend money uh, per se um i didn't lose money per se um i spent just as much money racing this year as if I was racing any other year. So, of course, I lost a little bit of money. Everybody does when it comes to racing. But, um... Oh, listen, you don't go into racing hoping to win to to make a bottle. No, no. Well, well, you do go buy a racetrack thinking maybe you'll make a little bit of money, but... (laughs) But, you know... But what you do is you hide it from your wife first. You hide it from your wife first so she doesn't... She and then you go. Oh, I thought I told you. No, I, I. To be honest with you, I can't hide the money at the track because my daughter's the one taking the money in, and she gives it to my wife. She skips right over me. I was gonna say. I, I, was gonna say, I don't I know do how you're to, to hide anything at this rate. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I do I gotta ask you. You brought up. You brought up something. The girl at the gate. Why is it that racetracks always have females at the gate? And us guys well, willingly hand our money over. Well, that's kind of a what's that subliminal uh, messaging, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, it's, we're we're training our young men that come in with us to the racetrack. That that's the way we're that's the way it works. You take your money yeah. out, you hand it to your woman, she takes care of it, and and uh, you get Gives to go racing. Yeah. You get you get you you give an allowance you give, unless you go racing. You give the woman money, you get to go racing. End of story. So that's, that's the way it works that's in my it. house. That's the way it works at the track. No, it's uh, yeah, that kind of sounds a little bit chauvinistic, but no. To be honest with you, she's at the gate because she's the only person in the world that I would trust besides my wife with every dollar I make. So she's oh, yeah. uh, she's 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 where she is because she earned it, and that's that's a very important position to be in. Um, everybody at my racetrack is working for me because I trust them. And there's not one person there that works for me that I don't trust wholeheartedly. Um, they have the best interest for the sport, they have the best interest for the track, and they have my best interest in mind as well. No, and, and that's important in any business. If you don't trust the people that work for you, well, then they probably shouldn't be working for you. Well, that's that's 100% right. Um well, hey, if there was if there was an ugly boy that wanted to make a little bit of money at the gate too, that's fine too. But, well, Taz is <laughs> what Taz is working turn for. He can't work the gate. Too. Yeah, see, 
Yes, and he's hidden from the uh, – turn four is hidden well from the road, so we hide him well. So. <laughs> We're picking on Taz because he's still in his he's, – I'm picking on Taz because he's still in his infancy here. So uh, <laughs> when, he's out of his, yeah. when he's out of his freshman year, which will be after the John Schneider interview in December, which we're pretty stoked for. I don't know if you heard about it, but we're going to interview the yeah. John Schneider. And uh, I'm, actually gonna, I'm actually going to email his booking guy because I need to change the date. But I'm going to see what it would cost um, or if he's going to be doing a tour up here at any time to promote his new movie, Stand On It, which is an offshoot of the Smokey and the Bandit uh, movie. And, well, hey, um, I, he's if gonna he's going to be up here, if he's going to be up here in the, in the um, uh, uh, you know, race season, yeah, there's an open invitation. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll make sure. I'll, I'll tell him. I'll, so. I'll tell his people that. Because i got to email the guy again tomorrow. And uh, I'll tell him, you know, hey, if John is up this way doing a promotional tour and him and his wife want to bring their cars, they are more than welcome to race at Corroga Creek. We have the okay from the promoter himself. Yeah, take it out there. So, um, so how we are, we're, we're, so we're doing Friday nights with the um, slingshots, and I'm debating about doing a small forks four-cylinder class as well. Uh, I have to move the front stretch wall out a good five feet in order to do that, and I have to extend turn one and two or further into the pits in order to do that, which I'm willing to do in the off season. So uh, we may be going just a little bit bigger cart track this coming year, and we may be introducing large, some medium-sized car racing on Fridays. Now, Taz, I was telling you about you hitting the flags in a little bit more often because, uh, as we know, um, Danny uh, – Kingsley is my lead flagger, but he's he said he can't always make it on Fridays, so somebody else might have to stand up there and take care of my issue and be my lead flag for the night. So. <laughs> wow, not only are you getting a promotion here for next year, but you're going to possibly get a promotion for there next year. This 2020 yeah, and, is a and, good idea, you know. You know, Danny and I talked about it, and Danny, Danny I had, he has all the faith in the world in Taz to, to go out and do that. He'd love to see him cut his teeth there at Kroga and, and move on. You know, I, I don't want to see him move on. If I could stifle his project process and leave him right there <laughs> at Kroga Creek, that'd be fine with me. But, um, I, I, you know, the cart track is not just for the racers to come in, cut their teeth, and move to another division. It's also intended for officials you know race directors oh i did it here so you're going to cut your teeth on a smaller track and do it and then move on up to the larger track uh flaggers that's most flaggers start in, in carding and move up to i don't think there's one proper i don't think there is one flagger at vonda that hasn't start by flagging cart races so well you got to start somewhere <laughs> you got to start yep. somewhere you know, most of them start in the stands with their little flags. Which I, when I see that, I, I I smile because they're they're watching the lead flagger or they're watching turn four flagger, and they're waiting and they're anticipating. And sometimes they're not even watching, and they just know right where the go spot is. 
And yeah, there's there's a couple down there in Fonda that just impressed me. <laughs> yeah, that used to be really good. They used to be me at when I was like uh, four or five years old at Uticarum every Sunday night when I used to go there. Yeah. And now you're like fifteen, sixteen, and you're still doing it. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment to make me younger. <laughs> you're just on the and, other uh, side of the fence. So how is the trucking business? Oh, uh, expansion, expansion. I, uh, I've expanded on the company. Uh, I now have two more Penske trucks that I just brought in. I'm looking for qualified drivers. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I'm looking for qualified drivers. I'm I'm rather picky. I don't just take anybody. I don't have to just take anybody. Um, I, I want my DOT score to stay safe. I want the public to stay safe. I want to put a driver pulling 80,000 pounds down the road uh, to care about every car around them, the family that's behind them, the family that's beside them, and the family that's in front of them. On these minivans, you know, it, there's a it's a very large responsibility, and I'm not going to take anybody that doesn't see it as a big responsibility. That's a huge bullet running down the road, and I, I, there's a lot of people. That, there's a lot of people that don't um, really look at the trucking industry that way. But that's a piece of equipment that it's it's a, it's, it's a projectile um, running without a roll cage. So right. Um, you said qualified. Now, I have seen your advertisement on your page. Uh, define what you mean qualified. Let's, and I'm going to use this as an example. Somebody just gets out of NTTS out in Liverpool. They're looking for a job. Well, um, depends on the person. If that person had, had a CDL prior, say they had a Class B, and they were hauling fuel, uh, I'm going to say that they had their class, their CDL for uh, an extended period of time because the mentality is there that they, they understand the dangers of the job and they're going to keep the public safety in mind. So I would I would consider that part of their five-year experience. Um, granted, running a combination vehicle is a little bit different, and uh, in that case, uh, they're going to have to not only pass NTT uh, S's, uh, which I went to NTTS back in 1992. That's where I graduated from. Um, and I honestly so didn't know that. that. I just threw it out there. I just threw it out there because that was the first school that came to mind. Yeah. Um, and uh, there they got some free advertising out of me, and they got my college. They got my full, <laughs> and I paid to go there. So they they got a lot out of me. So. Um, <laughs> um, which. Uh, uh, Trucking schools, I, I just got to say, trucking school, I respect, a, I respect a driver that learned from his father more than I do any driver that had to learn it in school. I got, I, got to, I got to be able to learn on the farm. They had taught me. I've had a bunch of other people teach me. So when I went to school, I already, I was in overall. So I passed with flying yes. colors. But not only are they going to have to pass that test and pass New York State's test, but they're going to have to come sit with me and pass my test before I'll put you out there on the road because I want to make sure that it's 100% right. Um, and Absolutely. I will work with anybody. I will work with anybody. So. All right, awesome. So if anybody out there listening uh, is looking for a truck driving position and you have, you have the required 
requirements, and you're, um, I forgot the word I was looking for. It totally escaped me. Uh, Tom, tell them how they can get a hold of you. Oh, uh, they can just call me on my cell phone, 518-846-127. Um, I always answer. doesn't matter who it is. I don't. Bill, bill collectors love it because they have to answer every time, and then they end up getting paid. Yep. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, you know it's uh, I, I'm very easy to get a hold of. Uh, I started a new MeWe account. I have a uh, have a uh, uh, what is that other thing there? Parlor. Parlor. I have a part. I have a parlor account, a MeWe account. The Facebook is I'm deleting all of the Facebook. Uh, stuff for all the series to race track and myself as well this coming uh that's the beginning of the year uh we'll have a uh, ccrp will have its own website though with a email list so we're going to be you're going to be it's going to be very easy to find out what's going on you don't have to be on facebook to find out what's going on you can just punch in www.corogacreek.com and you'll be able to figure it out that's awesome that is awesome but um, what else you got there, uh, Mr. Taylor? Um, He's probably taking a nap, Tom. Yeah, Taz, why don't you ask me? Hey, Taz, here's a question for you. Hey, Tom, what kind of opportunities are out there for young kids getting into this? Go ahead, so, Taz. Uh, what, Taz. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of opportunities are out there for you in terms of either Kroger or whatever you got going on? Well, you know, it's funny you ask me that, Taz. Um, for instance, I had a couple of uh, I had a couple of uh, people sponsors call me up and ask me about some of the talents that race at our racetrack that they want to get involved with. They've asked me who who if if I was a sponsor, somebody who would I sponsor? And of course, I don't have any favorites at all. But I give them a list of kids to look at, and they can make they can make a pick for themselves. And um, this this past year, um, Stephen Holbert ended up getting uh, a a pretty good sponsorship. What they did with him, I don't know. I did tell them that I, he was one of the ones I told them to look at. Um, he was a, and the reason I pointed to him is because he's a very hungry kid. So he he's very hungry and he's got the drive, and uh, now he's just got to make sure that he has the follow through and the determination, and I think he'll go a long way. Uh, and uh, Ryan Rocklin um, just, uh, I, I, I want to say he signed, but, I mean, we're, we're talking very informal stuff here in this neck of the woods, but he just gave a very good ride to a uh, one Miss Kirsten Swartz to run Slingshot this coming year. And Ryan Rockwin, he's one of them guys that's going to take him from carts into slingshots right on up to sportsmen's. If if the if the kid has a talent, that's what's going to happen. Um, so racing at CCRP, you're going to get noticed because that's part of my job as a promoter is to make sure that the people that are there supporting me, I support them as well. Um, that's not to say I pointed anybody, them kids in. I never point anybody to them, kids in particular, but they were on the list of people that I gave out to watch. Uh, I I expect to see a lot of my younger kids, Thor, Martin, um, Braxton. Uh, you know, there's a lot of kids that have talent 
inside of CCRP that really should go a long way. So I'm ho- I'm hoping that that does happen for these guys. And once they win Daytona 500, I just hope that they remember. So that would thanks be, for that asking, would be awesome. Tass. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the exact <laughs> question that was that was presented, but it got the point across, and it actually got me thinking. So uh, maybe I will sponsor. I will look at sponsoring another car in 2021 as. Many of you know I sponsored uh, Rakowski Family Rakowski Family Racing. God, if I said it wrong, I'd get in trouble. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know those I kids are phenomenal. Up, I have picked up uh, a couple of other sponsors. Uh, I, there's one that I'm I'm not sure I can say it out loud yet uh, because the manager of that store has uh, uh, he hasn't let me know that um, corporate has given the go-ahead yet, so I haven't been able to advertise that. But it's a corporate sponsorship out of a, a well-known corporation out of a local store in Cobleskill yes. that makes delicious food. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I have so, yeah, the GM of that store, too. I you know the GM. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we have uh, uh, Kelly's Meat Market, who just emailed me the other day and said he's on board for sponsoring the race next year as well. That's uh, Patrick Kelly. Uh, that's that's uh, Matt Kelly's dad. Uh, he he played a big role this past year as well. He gave us paint for the walls. I never put it on the walls, but that's because everybody kept running into them anyway. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't know. I didn't uh, know that. No, you wouldn't. You just have that yellow flag. So no, I I just. Uh, I never got a chance to paint the walls up, um, not not because everybody's running into them, um, but we did have, uh, uh, he did supply all the paint I need for all my walls, and and, and the support that, 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 the, that Kelly's family gives, uh, you know, Caroga, whether it's in a Facebook post or in a, in a message, a personal message, or even just pat on the back at the end of the night, um, that's, that's what really makes racing fun for me. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I um, I'm actually, and, and I don't hide this fact. I own a DJ business, probably one of the busiest in Fulton and Montgomery County, besides Mike Grossi uh, at Music Man Entertainment. But uh, I own more to music, and I'm getting ready to throw some money around for next year. But it's going to be late in the season. So you know, you let you me say know what that. night you say that, and late in the season, I'm going to be ready to catch money that's being thrown around. So, so, so well, it's kind see, of ironic. See, that's that you're perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's going that's to be late I, in the season because you know that's when most of my money comes in is in August, September, October, November. Um, but I'll definitely get get with you before then, uh, early spring, because. I want to sponsor a. I want to sponsor one night. I want to throw up some prize money for, you got for it. a race. I'll, I'll even throw in double, money triple you know, stuff Oreos. There you go, triple stuff. Triple stuff Oreos triple and stuff. cash. You know, Rakashi will be all over that. Oh, you know what? Listen, it. leave you the know? Orioles to the Predator guys. What the heck now? <laughs> well, no, we want to make it. We want to make it so everybody gets to enjoy an Oreo. All right. 
But, yeah. but I, mean, yeah. I, I didn't get to eat any Oreos this year. I just got to buy a whole bunch. Every time I like, well, you know what? Up, we'll make sure you get some hand. for Christmas. I we'll I, make sure you get some really for cool. Christmas. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a whole. I, I, they make they make red velvet, you know, but then you'd have to buy it for Valentine's Day. So. Yeah, I'm not getting you anything for Valentine's Day, Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think your wife would like that. She'd be okay with it. You know who would be jealous though is uh, is uh, never mind. <laughs> that tor- that turn four you, flagger you got? Uh, no, no, he he would oh. be perfectly fine with that. You know? He'd be out <laughs> with it. So. All right. Now that we've killed enough time, oh, I gotta tell you this. Nothing racing related, but I think I think this is kind of funny. I was I I bought into a new record pool for the DJ business. And I was looking, and I'm getting to the point to where I hate playing stuff that you hear on the radio. I like to get different versions of stuff. And, Tom, you and I are about the same age, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, you're wrong. uh, 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 I'm going to hit that 50 mark here pretty soon, about two months. Actually, two months and two days. Um, But I come across this site, this record pool, that offers remixes of popular songs. They might add in, like... Extra drum beats. Well, I found a COVID-19 mix, and it has, like, BG staying alive. Uh, Oh, that's cool. Another one bites the dust. (laughs) So I might try playing those at a couple weddings next year just to see how they go over. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, you can test the waters before you do it because some people are taking it serious. Yeah, yeah, I mean – I you have know, I have a wedding us, in April that I know I can get away with it. So some of us, some of us normal folk just know it's a real thing. Some of them abnormal people are over the top, and some other abnormal people think it doesn't exist. So, but right, just test exactly. the waters. And just for the just for the record, I'm not 50, and I'm not crowning 50, so we're not the same age. So there. Oh, just so I to make sure. So I'm history. older. Oh, you're so I'm, I'm by far older. By far, oh. Oh. I'm just a young. Man. You just made me feel really good. You are off my Christmas list, sir. Once <laughs> <laughs> I still get triple stuff Oreos, I'm okay with it. So, <laughs> well, you know, on Valentine's Day, I'll have Taz buy you the the red velvet. There you go. Wait, uh, I, I, I because Taz, I like you. You know, <laughs> you know, I like you. Um. No, you got me by three years. So, yeah, we're not that well. Far I'll off. tell you what. No, no, we're not that far off. It's, uh, but it's been an adventure this last forty ninth year. Let me just tell you. But yep. I'm okay with hey, it. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, you, I'm okay with you it. You sent me a Facebook message uh, with the phone number to call. Yeah. And I yeah. I looked down and I was like, oh, there's a number there. So I went to go hit it and call in. Guess who I called instead of calling you? Who? Derek McGrew. <laughs> Jesus. I called Derek McGrew. Well, good. McGrew. You got his number I, handy because I think he's in the studio. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I, I I clicked on it. I, I said, I, and he answered, hello. You know how his voice is. He's like, yeah. 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 Um, I'm, like, I'm like, this is Tom Barron. And he's like, yes, so what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's like. It took me a minute to figure out that I had I had actually called Derek instead of calling you. So, um, well, that's all right. He, he was most 
he was most gracious with me. Said told me to Absolutely. pull my head out of somewhere and get, yeah. get straight. No, he was he was good. He was good. And his all kids, right. uh, his kids, it's phenomenal talent too. So, uh, all the best of luck to all these guys that are in our racing family over the winter time. And uh, we got a lot to get done. And let let Derek know I said hi, even though I told him a little bit. I earlier. will actually. So. Spencer Cherko is in the uh, in the studio now. So, but Tom, want to thank you very much, and we will talk to you over the winter time. You and I will get together about that uh, business and Cobalt skill. We'll also get together about more team music, and we'll see what we can do late in the season. All right, man. All right, hey, guys, have a really good Thanksgiving. You too. You too, Tom. Don't don't eat Talk too much to you turkey. Later. You got to drive that night. Good night. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> All right. That was a nice little interview with uh, Mr. Tom Barron, who is the uh, promoter owner of Corroga Creek. Raceway Park. Is this Mr. Spencer Cherko? No, this is Mr. Derek McGrew. Oh, well, see, that's not the number you gave me. It's not. This is Derek Jr.'s phone. <laughs> you can't do that yeah. to an old man. Uh, my, I'm my looking at it, I'm going. Ah. So, no, uh, my phone you guys had. Shut up. Oh, okay. Yeah, that happens. You guys had a very busy weekend last week. You guys yeah, uh, yeah, went yeah. down. You guys went down to Louisiana, down to Cajun country. Why don't you tell us about that experience? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a sixteen hundred mile trip down. Um, we were on the border of the border of Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas. And when I say on the border, across the street from where we were was Texas. And about 20 miles, probably 15 miles up the road was Arkansas. So we were we were right there so for the first race. That was at uh, Arklatex Speedway, the first one, for the first two days. Mm-hmm. Now, what made you decide, hey, Junior, you want to go to Louisiana? What was the uh, what was the determining factor? Uh, well, it's only racing going on, and if you want to get you want to be one of the best and you want to be a, one of those guys that travel around the country and race for a living one day, you got to start somewhere. So that's what was happening. That's what we're going to do. Awesome. Awesome. So how was the weekend in and of itself? What, um, how did the young, guy, the young lad do? <laughs> it was long. Yeah. We'll give you that. Well, you know, we went there with the expectations of having, my expectations were having, if we get, make shows and have some top 10 finishes, I'd have been happy. And uh, the first night out, he exceeded what I thought. You know, we started 11th, and he worked his way up to the field, up on the top. Um, and like the announcer said, he was up on the top shelf where Grandpa kept a good bourbon. So they had some good sayings down there. But uh, he drove the thing right up to the top five. And it looked like we were going to have a top three finish, and with eight to go, we broke a we broke a regular hub. So that ended our night. Um, but I was super happy, you know, watch him up there running side by side with Stuart Friesen, Jeff Strunk, Jack Laner, Jeff Hessler, you know, and have him up on the top side, driving by those guys like that, and running side by side with with Stu, 
um, that was pretty awesome to watch for me. Um, you, as you know, you know we're we're not one of those high-funded teams. We're a low buck father-son operation, um, doing whatever we got to do to try to try to make it. So to so to watch them out there running with these guys side by side and driving by them, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. I got to ask you, and then I'll throw it over to Taz. You had posted a picture of him sitting in the car and Stu standing there talking or you know, standing or kneeling talking to him. What was some of the advice that maybe Stu gave him that that helped him throughout his uh, weekend down there? Uh, that picture you're talking about, that was the last night. Um, and we'd been, we'd had problems, we'd, we'd had some brake problems. And uh, I, I made a couple adjustments. Stu came over, checked out some things with me, and uh, we made some adjustments. And I don't know, I'm not really sure what he was saying to Derek there. Um, you can probably have to ask him. Uh, but I, I don't know. I I know Stu. Stu comes over, and they were, you know, we were pitted next to each other. And they talk often when we're at the races and we're close by. Um, so it was pretty cool, I said, for me. I know I Jeff Hessler had been had stopped over and him and Derek were talking, um, and him and Stu and you know kind of Jack Laner, you know he lives on the same street as me and we ended up down there together, and uh, you know like I said Jack's running really good lately and for me to watch my kid over there you know hanging out with Jack Laner, Stuart Friesen, Jeff Hessler, you know these these race car drivers that are out there getting it done. You know, so for me to watch him doing that and seeing them respect him as a race car driver, you know, on and off the track, and you know, even after the races, for just you know, he's out there hanging out with Stu and Jack Laner and these guys, um, kind of as an equal, but you know, he's only a kid, but and they know that, you know, they they treat him well. Pretty cool as a dad to watch that, but as far as what they he was saying to him in the car, I don't know. That was kind of between him and Stu, I guess. You know, you'd have to ask him. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to know only because I knew it wasn't a photo op pick. And I'm like, I wonder what was, you know, what advice did did Stu give him about the track or whatever? Uh, Taz, what do you got, my man? Oh, he's right there? Yeah, he's right here. So, Junior, tell me what kind of advice you and Stu, I, I just said to your dad, I'm not sure if you heard me, but um, you and Stu were sitting there talking. You were in the car. What what advice did he give you? What were you guys talking about, if you can share it? Uh, we were talking about uh, kind of about brakes and um, how, because a lot of, most of the time we were down there, the brake hoppers were, and the rotors were going red, and he asked me if I trail braked a lot, and I said, yeah, I trail brake a lot, and he told me he didn't, and I was, he's asking. We were talking about how he drives into the corner with the brake, and how I drive in the corner with the brake. How I trail brake a lot, and I'm always like constantly on the brake in the corner and stuff, and that's why they're kind of glowing. And he told me you don't really need to do that as much. He told me how he drove the car into the corner with the brake and stuff, and just gave me little uh, pointers. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what is what exactly is trail braking? Explain that to me. So like when you go on the corner and you you kind of let off the gas just a little bit and you're you're on the brake and the car up on the right front 
and trying to get to stay there down on the in the corner, so you get all all that drive. Okay. Like you're still on the what gas was... and the brake at the same time, kind of. Oh, okay. So you're two footing it basically. Yeah, pretty much. You you don't you're not full throttle. You come off the gas a little bit, get on the brake, but you're still on the gas, getting keeping your momentum up, and and make sure the car keeping up on the right front and getting a lot of drive through the corner. What was that experience like going? And then I promise, Taz. Um, what was that experience like for you making that trip down south? Oh, it was pretty awesome. You got to experience a lot of cool things and be able to be a, that side of the country and how see how they do things around there and be able to race down there was super cool. The people down there were awesome and it was just a really cool experience. Did you try any crawfish? No, we we didn't end up doing that. No, we saw a couple, <laughs> but we never we never made our we made our way there. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, Taz. It's all yours, buddy. I was gonna say you didn't go to the the Brandon Hightower trailer unless they uh, they ran out of crawfish because last time they did a big uh, northeast uh, southern modified tour a combo tour they uh, they did some major crawfish. Yes, Mike, now about that one. Um, no, that was Derek. You drove, um, you drove great races down there. I was watching the pay per views um, the entire weekend. Um, I know, I think you made the redraw once or twice. Um, I don't exactly remember, but I know you had a top five car um, for all entirely of that. And I know you had uh, a couple finishes that didn't really go your way per se, but um, what was it like driving um, with the Southern guys since that was, since I'm, I would believe that's your first time racing against those guys and they're just kind of getting either their feet wet for the first time or again, their feet wet um, back again into um, that kind of thing because they run wing modifieds for the, for quite a while. Now they're not, now they're going back to the Northeast style. Um, what was it like running with those guys and did they ever come to you for um any tips or uh any questions for like how um your career is going and where you started? Yeah, a lot of those guys down there they um they don't race as much as we do down here and uh the experience level is a big difference. Like when we roll into their track it's like the world of outlaws rolling into like a local racetrack and their locals are there. It's a big difference in experience, like the experience level is very high for like all the regular short track super series guys. And those guys don't get to race a ton down there as much as we do. And so, um, yeah, but a lot of those guys came over and asked us, um, about our racing and wanted to buy some t-shirts and stuff. And they're very interested in what we were doing. That is, that is now, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Go and, ahead. Uh, Jeff. Now with the Southern guys, they, they've now uh, officially called themselves the short track super series Cajun region. Um, if they do any races down there where it doesn't collide with uh, any of our schedules up here for next year, are you guys going to think about going down there, race with uh, those guys? I know a couple of them are looking at new cars in terms of, um, I know one of them being um, the 85 Caleb Dillard, who is actually the Southern Mod champion for down there for this year. Um, are you guys going to look forward to running back down there if the opportunity arises? 
Yes, definitely. We'll definitely make our way back down there if uh, there's uh, more races. Um, and um, any trips for uh, Florida, regardless if it's uh, um, with the short track series or maybe with uh, the dirt car series with uh, Volusia or anything like yeah, that? Def- yeah, definitely. We'll be down in um, South Carolina um, and Florida and racing at Lakeview, or I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. Probably think we'll be at Lakeview, though. And then um, we're still uh, planning stuff for Volusia. We're not sure if we're going to run there yet. Well, if you're not going to run there, let me suggest taking a trip down to Hendry County. I was there down in February. I was there last February for opening night, and it was the same weekend as Volusia. And yeah, Tony definitely we'll talk about that. Tony Stewart's uh, sprint team was down there. And that's a nice little track. That's a nice little track. And uh, I could probably hook you guys up with some accommodations. My father lives down there, and he's a he's a sheriff's deputy, so I probably could hook you up with some, some accommodations. I'd just have to make a phone call and say, Dad, I'm coming down. And, oh, and I'm bringing two racers with me. Yeah, thank you, definitely. But, yeah, but that's that's a nice little track. Um, when you mentioned about, I was going to ask you actually about Florida, and, and Taz beat me to it because I yeah, wanted that, to we're mention not, that we're, track. Not sure if we're, we're not 100 percent positive right now if we're going to run, but um, we're uh, very high chance that we will. If not, we'd probably be down there helping a lot of guys or a couple guys down there. Nice, nice. So I got to ask you, not racing related. I got to ask you, not racing related, how is the um, school year going for you? Oh, it's actually a lot better. Um, you get to do a lot more is things. It? And yeah, yes, definitely. Um, it's um, all that really. It's a lot different than regular school, kind of. And um, it's not as long as regular school day. I sit down in the morning. Uh, I read for an hour. I write, do writing for an hour, free write, or I can write on or my mom or will give me an assignment to write on, and then I have to do, uh, like, two hours of math. That's not bad at all. I wish they would have had that option when I was in school. Yeah, I was one of those kids that didn't like to get up in the morning. And yeah. now I can't. And now I can't stay in bed past, like, 3 o'clock. So what are your plans? Um, what are your plans from now until Volusia, where are you guys planning on going? If we will, we'll be at um, we'll be at Georgetown this weekend in Delaware for the short track super Seas race, and um, that's really our only race in between there and South Carolina, and then Volusia after that, and that we know uh, of so far. If anything pops up, now, we might might. All right, that's awesome. Now, whose idea was it to go to to do this short track super series down there in in um, Texas, Arkansas, and Louisiana? Did you go oh, to dad, really? or did dad come to you? My dad really. I mean, I didn't really. I didn't really see it, and then he told me about it and asked us if we wanted to go, and we said definitely, and definitely be cool to be able to make the trip down there and see how just to the other side of the country. It's just pretty awesome. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. 
Now, what grade are you in? Eighth. You're in eighth. Holy cow. When I interviewed you three years ago, I forget what grade you were in, but we couldn't get you to talk for nothing. We couldn't get you to <laughs> Trying to pull, trying to pull simple questions out of you was difficult, and now you just you're a pro at this. You can do this for me any night of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get you on. Maybe we'll get you on when we start the. Uh, we'll get you. We're gonna have you on right before uh, Volusia, or b- before you guys decide what you're gonna do for for the the southern trip. And if you guys want to call back in after Georgetown next weekend, or this weekend, I should say, coming. Is it this weekend or next weekend? Well, it's this weekend, but we're going to go to Georgetown, and then after we leave Georgetown, we're going to North Carolina after there. All right. Well, we'll have to make sure that we – we'll have to make sure we touch base with you after the John Schneider interview in December. And uh, you don't know who he is, I'm sure, if but your dad does. I don't, and if I your don't dad know. doesn't, you don't know who he is? I have no idea. I, I find that hard oh, to believe. No. Oh, no. Is he, does he do country music? Well, I'm 24 was, and I know who he is. <laughs> you ever watch that show? Just the hazard? hazard? Yep. Yeah, it's the blonde guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> oh, he's a news hazard? I, I, I just didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be joining us Dece- in December, so. We, we we were just at Cooter's Garage in Nashville, Tennessee last weekend. That is awesome. That is awesome. We yeah, stopped, we're going we to have him on it. We stopped by the Saturday How was it? shop. And it was pretty cool. We took some pictures in there with the General Lee and you know, and all that stuff on the way down. We went down. We went down a few days early, so we could do a little bit of sightseeing on the way, and didn't have to rush through. Absolutely, we did that coming back when when uh, myself and my two kids came back from Florida in uh, June. I actually wasn't going to leave till about nine o'clock in the morning, and I think we headed out at like six because I wanted to be in Daytona by by nine thirty, and we went over to the track. Of course, you couldn't get in. It wasn't open. But we went sightseeing. We walked on the beach for a little bit, just relaxed, and then took a leisure ride home. But that was one of the stops I wanted to make. And it was it was well worth the getting up a little bit earlier to head home, even though the weather in Florida in June was a tad bit hot. But we're talking about – I'm talking about going down for the uh, – Miami Homestead race weekend. Uh, I think it's the 19th through the 21st. So my son asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said, well, I really want Daytona 500 tickets, but that's Valentine's Day weekend, and I don't want to make Mama upset. So I better be home yeah. for Valentine's Day. She said, uh, no, yeah, go I, if you want. Yeah, I, sp- I spent she said, my no. birthday driving back from Arkansas. Yeah. So, uh, well... What do you got? You got anything, Taz? You're usually full um, of questions. <laughs> actually, I have one more. Um, I just thought of it. How – now, you ran um, mostly, like, the dirt car sanction rules and um, that stuff being running at uh, Malta week in, week out. 
Um, was there was there much of a difference in terms of either a rule package or b how the show is ran um, from going from the dirt car sanction stuff to the Brett Dale short track super series and um, what what kind of tire game because I know Hoosier plays one uh, plays one game and I and uh, American Racer plays another so I kind of want to hear a driver's aspect of. Uh, how all that plays out, and do you have a preference of one or the other? Um, they how they run the shows is pretty much similar. It's a lot the same, um, but the tire differences are there's big difference in between in American racers and Hoosiers, and I really prefer American racers. It's got a lot more bite, and it it kind of helps the car a lot more. And I don't really know how to explain it, but it just gives you a lot more. A lot more bite on the racetrack, and they just work a lot better. So I, I just would prefer them. And but the rule package really. One main thing I know is motor. Um, they allow different. They pretty much allow any motor package, pretty much. And um, but the dirt car rules, you got to have spec, spec. If you want to run a small block, spec small block, or just a spec big block. There's no no porters stuff or anything. So. I know that's one difference. The short track super series, you can run ported and stuff like that. But with the dirt car, you got to be spec head and, and everything. All right. You got anything else, Tad, for this uh, father son duo? Who uh, I just I love having you guys on. I love uh, hearing your experiences. I apologize, dog is. <laughs> The dog is having a fit because the door opened. Well, but, uh, uh, I... it it seems like um, the modified program. I think um, I think after the the Louisiana swing you guys had, it looks like the modified program. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, it's going in the right direction that you guys were probably looking for. Um, I'm sure it helped you out too, uh, uh, Derek, to get uh, things rolling um, a little bit more. Um, obviously, traveling more, uh, you know how to track different tracks work, how to uh, things like that. So uh, it seems like you guys got it going in the right direction, and uh, hopefully, we'll see uh, um, running um, running at Fonda or any other. Uh, short track series race because it seems like uh now now that we know who which one you prefer it seems like uh that's going to be the direction you guys may go but um can't wait to see what you guys got going for next year yeah this is senior but we, we we're we're not we're not uh locked in one either one right now um it's up in the air it's all going to depend on sponsorship and things like that um I know one thing, we got some stuff that will be coming out here soon. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit more stuff down south um, in a different style car for the 2021 season. Um, we've, got some, we've got some things happening. On top of our 368 and big block modified stuff up here in the northeast. But we, we will hit as many short track super series races as we can. And I'll be Saratoga, you know, it's in our backyard. That's our home track. Um, we we always try to push whatever we can for Albany, Saratoga. Um, Lyle and his two crew do a great job. 
Um, so we're going to try to be there on Friday nights. Like I said, we're going to try to do a lot more short track Super Series stuff, but we're going to have some other stuff coming out here shortly, um, and we're going to be doing, Derek Jr. is going to be doing some stuff in a couple of other styles of race cars on the dirt. Um, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, like I said, we're going to be working with a couple of different teams, and uh, the amount of help we're starting to get um, up here and down south and out in the Midwest, you notice on our car, we had a new sponsor on there. That was Lion Eye Race Supply. They're out of Decatur, Illinois. Um, Jeremy Conaway Racing, really good guys. Um, we got hooked up with them. Um, our buddy Randy Keene from Stop Tech Brakes, you know, and all of our other sponsors that are always with us. Um, also, Earl Ramey Race Engines out of Mooresville, North Carolina. So, you know, we've got a lot of things happening right now. Um, Derek Young, and uh, he's my son, so, of course, I... You know, I'm behind them, but we've, we've got a lot of other people that have been watching, paying attention to what we do on social media, keeping track, and uh, it finally seems like it seems like it's starting to turn the corner, and uh, I think it's going to be for the better. Awesome. Well, it's always it's always nice to have you guys on, and I said that with, with Junior on the phone. It's always nice to have you guys on. I, I love following what you guys are doing. I think it's I think it's super cool. Again, I apologize. The dog is having a fit. But um wanna thank you guys very much. Hopefully hopefully Spencer joins us in a couple of minutes. If not, well then Oh, tell us yeah. about this uh, tell us about this race life for real. I hope I got that right. I was I was trying to uh yeah, remember what it was hashtag, when I was typing out the ha- hashtag race life for real. Um it's oh, a I program did get it right. Good. It's a program we started. Um when we first started it we were, we were selling T-shirts, which we still sell shirts. Um, I haven't been able to be on top of it as much as I was before. But it's a program that we started just to try to – it was basically to try to let people know what it's like at the dirt track. You know, with all this crap that's going going on in the, in the outside of dirt racing with the politics and the crap with – you know, religions and races and all this other junk that goes on outside of racing. When you get to the racetrack, none of that matters. And when I say race life real, it's not just a race, it's a lifestyle. That's exactly what it is. You know, for instance, when we went across the country, we roll into a track in Louisiana and the people treat us like we're family. And, you know, you can go out there and run side by side with a guy, knock each other's tires off, come in the pit area and want to wring each other's necks. And you go to your next racetrack, and the guy needs a part, and you're right there giving it to him. Um, and it doesn't matter who he voted for, what's, what his skin color is, nothing. And it was just a way for us to try to push the race, the racing lifestyle on people that might not be involved in racing and just to you know, kind of push it on people that are involved in racing just to help them remember exactly why we do what we do. Um, because life at the racetrack is, is awesome. And like I said, it's not just a race, it's a lifestyle. And if you're not involved in this, you should be. And if you are involved in it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And we just try to promote that. And when we have the shirts, we sell the shirts. And we take the money randomly, and we just sponsor random people. We've got a couple go-kart kids that we help. Um, this year we had Colton Trailer. He picked up the championship at 
Kroger Creek in the little kid division. Um, we had Cody Redman, Mason Redman, and there's a couple other ones. Um, and also, when we were at the track, we uh, we just randomly we had a F COVID 2020 deal we did. It was a racers challenge where we were just challenging other people at the races to do something nice for another racer. Um, didn't matter what it was. You know, if you went up to them, gave them a $20 bill, $100 bill, even if you just bought them five gallons of gas. And uh, I know we, we helped out a couple guys, and then other people started doing it, you know, posting pictures up. And it just trying to promote the, the right lifestyle. Because, um, you know, my goal is to try to help my, my son reach the top. But I don't want him to be on the – if he makes it there, I don't want him up top, you know, with thousands of people underneath him throwing stones, trying to knock him down. You know, I want the people to I, – I, I want him to be that guy that's up there that he didn't have to step on people to get there, and he helped people along the way. So when he gets there, you know, he's a fan favorite. You know, he's somebody that the fans want to wanna look up to, want to be get behind and help. And the only way to do that is to – be a good person coming up and if you get the right breaks and you're lucky and everything works out like you plan um you know it happens you know Stuart Friesen's a great representation of that you know of course there's you always have people that aren't fans but you know Stu after the races he'll hang out with the fans you know he'll, have, he'll talk he'll sign autographs you know no attitude and you know you've seen it at the track you've seen the picture you know he's over there on the Nerf bar, giving Derek Jr. advice, you know, that's something he doesn't have to do that. And I'm just trying to raise Derek to do the same thing. And that race life for real program is, was my way of trying to get him involved, me and him together to try to do stuff good for other people, other racers, and uh, just, you know, share some of our experiences, some of our hardships and stuff we've learned over the years um, just with other people. So maybe, you know, maybe there's something we learned that they haven't learned yet, and it'll help them in their racing career or help them off the racetrack just being a good person. Um, so that's all. That's what that program is. And, you know, we I go live almost every day, and, you know, you always hear me race life for real. It's not just a race, it's a lifestyle. And uh, that's just – it's just kind of our message that we, we try to bring along with us and share with – anybody who might want to learn about it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, how can they, what is the website? Give the website again. Well, the, our website is DerekMcGrewJr.com, but we have a, we have a Facebook page. Um, and I do most of the stuff through my own Facebook page or Derek Jr.'s Facebook page right now, but we have a hashtag race life real page. Um, but if anybody wants to get involved in that, they can just personal message me or personally message Derek Jr. And uh, whether it be wanting to get some T-shirts or if they wanted to get involved in helping some of these cart guys, you know, we can put them in contact with them. Or if they wanted to get involved with Derek McGrew Jr. Racing, you know, we can do that, do that as well. Um, but it's not only for us. And now once racing season winds down, like I said, we're going to be heading down North Carolina for a little bit and then heading out to Illinois. But we'll take in – we'll do a little – like we did last year, Friday night deals where we get together on Friday nights and uh, we kind of have a little Q&A with the fans live through Facebook. 
where Derek Jr. will sit down, I'll sit down. And we'll highlight our sponsors. We'll highlight other people's sponsors, um, people that might just sponsor racetracks or other teams, just to try to bring attention to them because it's not just our sponsors that help us go racing. It's the sponsors of the other teams that keep them coming and the tracks that keep them rolling. And we just try to do our part. And even, you know, even though we're not getting anything financially from sponsors, without them, we couldn't do what we love to do. So we try to right. highlight all of them and help everybody. And like last year, we had a bunch of teams donate T-shirts and hats and stuff. So when we did our lives, um, we'd give some stuff away to people when they, you know, messaging questions and stuff. And most nights we had, you know, 70 to 100 people on throughout the half hour to hour we were doing it. And uh, hopefully we can do it again and we get a big following and we can just help help spread the message and help other help sponsors and other teams any way we can. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. If you want to get if you want to get involved in that, guys, you can uh, message Derek or Derek Jr. and and they'll help you get uh, they'll help you get involved in it. I want to thank you guys very much for joining us. I know it's a little late, but uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Taz, yeah, you got no anything, my man? Uh. No, I'm good. Thank you guys for coming on and uh to hear what you guys got for the future. Thank you, man. Um where's where's the where's the Mississippi host? Well, he is uh he had a little uh family emergencies that he is taking care of. So but I believe he may even be listening. I'm not hundred percent sure, but right, he'll be able that. to listen we'll, back to this. It's like we're, we're almost family now. We're down there. We don't. We just come through Mississippi, you know. I know. I was kind of like I was trying to get Chris to see if he was going to be able to make the trip, but he's working, so he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't able to make the trip. But it would have been. It would have been cool. Yeah. Well, we'll be back. We'll, be, we'll definitely be back down there. And like I said, we made some friends down there, and who knows? You know, you you might see us down there before, before the this time next year when they do it again. But uh, we'll, we'll probably make our way back down there. We had a lot of fun, made a lot of new friends. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll reach out to him too. We'll talk to him probably tomorrow, and tell him that, uh, to listen to this that he had a shout out. And uh, definitely, if you guys get back down there. He'll have to try to hook up with you guys. Definitely. Tell him he missed out. We had a shirt waiting for him. All righty, buddy. I will tell him. Alrighty. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, okay, Junior. Thank Appreciate you. it, buddy. Yeah, thank you, yeah, guys. Goodbye. Definitely. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. Derek McGrew and Derek McGrew Junior. I wasn't joking when I said we interviewed him. We interviewed Junior three years ago, and uh, Chris and I did. And uh, Mike, myself, Chris, and uh, Jason. Oh, CJ. I almost forgot his. I almost forgot his name. <clears throat> and uh oh no it was it was tough well i forgot his name like i forgot that favorite driver he has what's his name um kotex bush i mean kurt bush kyle bush <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why i not read apologizing the show for that one. never never i i honestly think that uh they let him win that race so his streak would continue i'll start another conspiracy theory <laughs> uh, only because Jason's not here. He's also dealing with some personal issues. 
But what else do we have for the uh, next 34 minutes or that you want to talk about? Uh, you know what? Here's well, what I want to talk about. You right. created some designs for Rakoski Family Racing and some other things uh, that you shared on Facebook earlier. Tell us a little bit of – we're going to interview Taz now. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, uh, when it comes to that side of things, um, I want to say about um, – I'll say about three years ago. Could be stretching that one. Um, Probably are. You're a guy. <laughs> Um, I came across a a uh, an older computer sim game that's kind of that's still popular to this day um, called NASCAR Racing 2003 Season or NR 2003 for short, and um, seeing how people could uh, design cars however they wanted and this and that, put them into the game and with different what they call mods, like so different kind of cars. And um, seeing all of that, it's kind of um, amazing to see that. And I was just like, oh, let me try that, see how that goes. And trial and error um, a lot of times uh, that happened. And as time has kind of gone on, uh, I've improved and watched how other people did things. And um, here I am now uh, making stuff for um, not only the Race Chat Live, but also for uh, Luke and them for at least the iRacing stuff um, that he does. And he pitched, he calls me up a couple nights ago and says, hey, I got some graphics um, that I'm thinking of for, like, kids and whatnot. And I was just like, why don't we put it to a your iRacing stuff, see how it kind of looks, um, ideally anyways. And so I whipped one up for him, and he's just, and he's like, oh, I really like this. And um, him and I were loving it. And so I was just kind of like, you know, let's see how, like, the rest of the kids would look if we did different things or whatever. So we kind of did that. And that's just kind of secretive of what that will look like and everything else. So, um, yeah, so basically Luke kind of comes to me now for any of his iRacing stuff. He goes, can you paint me a car or can you make me this? Um, and I'm just kind of like, oh, as long as you give me the template for it, um, or if I have it, uh, you know, I'll do it. And, um, and apparently he's been making some impact because, uh, I guess some of his iRacing guys are like, where did you get this from? Or that looks good. And Luke kind of refers them to me, um, for some of that. So, um, none of his. Uh, counterparts have come to me yet, but they've at least noticed if we've been doing it. Yeah, I enjoy seeing your designs each and every week. I got to take you off the mute. I enjoy seeing every time you come up with a design. 
As a matter of fact, I commented on one of your things today, and I said, man, I want to try iRacing. Anybody know where I could go? And I knew what Luke was going to say, but that was just my way of saying, hey, uh, Luke, why don't you let me come down and try this? (laughs) So if that's the case, when we do it, there's not if, it's a when we do it. We will uh, maybe we'll do it on a Sunday after church before horse lessons. Seeing as how I'll be the I'll be off on Saturdays and Sundays. By the way, um, I'm the new general manager down at the Cobos Hill Pizza Hut in Cobos Hill, New York. So I'll be off Sundays and Mondays. So, uh, but that's just a free plug. Actually, it's not. Yeah, it is kind of free. But I'm excited about that. But I love why I love seeing your designs every day. I love the new. I love the new designs you come up for Race Chat Live. Um, we're retooling the show for next year. We're going to add a couple of things to it. We've added a Patreon subscription. Not quite sure how we're going to do that yet. We don't do this for the money. We do this because we enjoy it. But it is nice to be able to help pay the bills. So we'll share a link on the Race Chat Live page on Facebook and via the Twitter feed on how... If you want to help support the show, you can do that and uh, help keep it on the air each and every week. It's just anything is good. I don't care if it's a dollar. You know, of course, I want 50s, 100s, and, you know, if anybody wants to write a $10,000 sponsorship check, by all means, I'm sure Mr. CJ Sports would take that in a heartbeat. But we're working on some other things for for next year, maybe bring the show to um, our local market here in the upstate New York area and uh, get get Chris to come on with us again and uh, then we'll broadcast it a lot, then we'll broadcast it again on one night during the week so I don't have anything else, Taz, do you have anything else? Uh, other than the gobbler this Saturday at Georgetown, which you can catch on dirt track TV. Um, I'll probably end up missing that. Um, but I'll probably keep in touch with it here and there. I don't really have much of anything. Well, we're coming up on, we're coming up on busy retail season for you. Yeah. Don't remind me. That's the one thing I don't miss about working in retail. Matter of fact, we were in Walmart tonight. We were in Walmart tonight, and I pretty much wanted to choke slam about 800 people, <laughs> just because they were super rude. And I'm like, it's the holiday season. Why must we be rude? You know, just be grateful. But exactly. Um, make sure if you if you want to check out the Gobbler, give that website again. It's uh, DirtTrekDigest.tv. Um, you have to pay the subscription for it, which I don't think it's really much at all. Probably like twenty, twenty-five, if that. Um, I think you're going to see modified sportsmen and uh, late models. I believe modifieds are four thousand to win. Uh, sportsmen, I think it's two thousand. Late models are fifteen hundred. I could be wrong on the sportsmen and late models, but I know mods is four thousand. I don't think you're never wrong, are you? <laughs> On some of the lower class stuff, I can be wrong. No, just in general, you're never wrong. I mean, I'll, I'll ask your mom to verify it, but I don't really think you're wrong ever. 
I know I'm not. If you don't think, if you think I am, well, just ask me, and I'll tell you that I'm not. I have no problems telling you I'm not wrong. Or as, <laughs> or as my stepdad would say, Craig, I may not always be right, but I am never wrong. And I was like, hey, I like that. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that. Well, we're going to take a couple weeks break. We're going to take a couple weeks break. When we come back in a couple of weeks, we're going to have, I said this earlier, I said this throughout the show off and on, we're going to have Deucia Hazard, um, former Deucia Hazard star. But more importantly, he's got a new movie coming out called Stand On It, which is, uh, I'm going to actually see if they will send me so that I can watch it. Uh, to get a preview of it, it's called Stand On It. It's John Schneider's new new movie, and I believe it's coming out exclusively on Netflix or uh, Netflix or Hulu. I'm, I could be wrong on those, uh, and that one I might actually be wrong on, and there would be a first for that. But it definitely, he's in another show called, and I I want to say it's on Lifetime. Uh, Tyler Perry's The Have and Have Nots and he's very proud of his role on there. Mr. John Schneider is going to be joining us joining us in December to talk about his new movie plus his love of dirt racing and uh, I'll post a picture of his dirt racing car one more time on Facebook. He actually has it done in the uh, entire generally paint scheme including the trailer and I believe the vehicle that he uses the Hollet is also done in that um, in that uh, aspect as well. So uh, be looking for that. Kaz, I believe, is going to be putting together a flyer that we can get out and get circulated on Facebook. And I know that John and his and his uh, PR staff are going to start pushing it as well. So that way we get a bunch of listeners that, that night. And I'll reach out to them and say, hey, if you're going to be in, up in this area in June, July, or August, Make sure uh, you bring your car because you've got an open invitation to race at Kroger Creek Raceway Park. Um, and what is that, Efreda, right? That's considered Efreda. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could bring up some tchotchkes and it'd be a great weekend. And uh, that would be a great promotional night for the track itself. I mean, could you imagine the people that would show up? It'd be insane. I mean, I would I would call in sick, and I'm the general manager, and I still got to call in sick. <laughs> I'm the boss. Who do I call into? My boss. Hey, I can't come in today. John Schneider's coming into town, and you know, uh, sorry, Craig, got to work. No, sorry, got to go. <laughs> this is one of my. I, I, now, if he brings Catherine Bach with him, you know who she is, Daisy. Yep. If okay. he brings, if he, oh my God, if he brings Daisy with him, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to take the time off. But uh, it's a great. It, I'm looking. I'm definitely looking forward to the interview. We're also going to have on in the spring, and I didn't even share this in the group. Have you seen that magazine, Cartoons? Um, it's in Walmart. Oh yeah. We're yeah. going to have on the publisher. Of we're going to have on the publisher of that magazine in the spring. Uh, he's also represented by John's management, the people that manage John's bookings. 
uh, he's represented by them too. And he is more than willing to come on and sit down and talk to us and tell us about his magazine, his love of everything cars, whether it's race cars, sports cars, pretty much anything with a motor that goes super fast. He's definitely, definitely uh, willing to talk about, and I'm willing to have him on. I think it would be, I think it would be great, and maybe we can even talk him into giving away um, a six-month subscription or a year subscription to the magazine. And uh, I'll be uh, actually be in Walmart tomorrow again, so I'm going to pick up a copy of the magazine, and uh, we're going to see how it is, but. It looks phenomenal from what I've seen online. So that's what we've got going on over the next couple of months. But we want to take, I want to take a minute and wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. As Derek said, with all the BS that's going on in the world right now, be grateful for what you have and, and who you have around you. I know in New York State, and we won't get into the political end of it, but because I think we're allowed to have more people at our house for Thanksgiving than some states are. I, I think I seen on the news today, I think it was Idaho said they can only have, no, Ohio, six people at their house for Thanksgiving. How do you tell the other 12 people, yeah, sorry, you can't come? So just be oh, no, grateful I'm for what we that. have. You know, be grateful for what you have health-wise. I know that I am. I'm super thankful that uh, the man above decided that, hey, your job's not done here yet, so we're going to keep you around. I'm sure a lot of people were upset about it. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> thought we were rid of that guy. He's obnoxious. But uh, you know, just be grateful for what you have. Spend time with spend time with your closest relatives over Thanksgiving. And hey, if you got to do a Zoom call with them, do a Zoom call with them. Zoom's going to be giving away uh, 45 minutes instead of a half hour uh, for free on Thanksgiving Day. So, you know, do that. Make sure you you check on your elderly relatives and see if they need anything. But make sure you do it with a mask because, you know, regardless of what people say, people are dying from this. So that's all I've got, Taz. What do you got, buddy? Uh, I think I'm good for the night. I don't have anything. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy it. And uh, enjoy that retail world over the next five weeks. Oh, you weeks. know I will. I know you will, buddy. I'll stop in and see you at Wally World. <laughs> All right. I'll hold you up to it. All right, buddy. I'll even bring you a Dunkin' Donuts. As long as you got so, donuts, I'm good with that. <laughs> all right, sounds, sounds good. All right, we'll talk to everybody in a couple of weeks. Next up, John Schneider in December. Good night, everybody. Good night.